Welcome to Lakers Carpool. Thank you so much for joining me on my drive to work this morning. I'm your host, James Brooks. Let's just jump into it. I mean, the Lakers find themselves now 11 games below 500 since my last episode. Uh, in my last episode, the Lakers had just lost the Rockets in overtime, which was a terrible loss. They went on uh, on Friday last week to beat the Wizards in a pretty good game, a pretty good win for the Lakers, getting some... Uh, not letting Kuzma and and uh, KCP get that revenge against the Wizards, or the Wizards get that revenge against Russ. You know, not that that really matters, but Lakers got a nice win against the uh, Wizards, and then they've gone on to lose three more games to the. Let's see who they lose to the uh, the Suns. They lost by like thirty. The Raptors they lost by eleven, I think, and then they just lost last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves by twenty. So they've lost three games in a row, all in double digits, not really giving, giving them much of a chance to, to win these games. And it just kind of feels like it's over right now. I know the Lakers are still in the ninth seed. They still have the play-in tournament potentially. But they're only now, I think, a game and a half above New Orleans, who's in the 10th seed. And they're only like two, two and a half to three games ahead of the Spurs, who are the 10th seed. So, and there's still, gosh, I, I don't know off the top of, off the top of my head. The, the Lakers are 29 and 40, doing some mental math here. There's still like 11 or so games left in the season. So the Lakers have a good chance of, if they keep playing how they've been playing, which is how they've basically been playing all season, of getting dropped out of the playing tournament which is pretty astonishing. And, I mean, I did see some news that Anthony Davis is feeling pretty optimistic about returning sometime soon. Still no timetable for that exactly. But if that if he does come back, that could help a lot. I mean, the Lakers' next three games are against the Cavaliers, who are – they're pretty good. I mean, they're 39-30 and 30 this season. They're – nine games above 500 so which is good for a LeBron-less Cavs team and then they play the Raptors and the Wizards again who they just played they just beat the Wizards last week and just lost the Raptors this week those are those are again those are some winnable games even without Anthony Davis and then they play um the Sixers I believe which you know we can't even we can't beat the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves, so I doubt we're going to beat the uh, <laughs> the Sixers. So, I mean, that's just a quick look ahead at who the Lakers are are going to be playing, and I almost don't feel like I even need to recap the games that the Lakers have played the last, since my last episode, just because it's more of the same. I mean, it's just bad defense no offense, no chemistry. It's just terrible. I mean, it's this is this is a, a like a case study in in real time of how you can take what could be a championship contending team and and make it terrible. No floor spacing, no defense. Cuz that's the thing. I mean, like the Lakers they're getting offense out of LeBron James. Russell Westbrook, in his best scenario, could could play good offense. Like, could have 
you know, driving to the basket and, and all the, you know, in, in, his, in the best situation, he, I mean, he's not a good shooter in general, whether it's from the mid-range or the three-point line, but he can attack the basket. Like, that's, that is his, probably his biggest strength offensively and passing. He's a, he's a decent, he's a pretty good passer. Um, and then, you know, you have Carmelo, who's a good shooter. You have, when Anthony Davis is playing, you have Anthony Davis, who's, you know, he can shoot the ball from anywhere, pretty much. Um, you have, sorry, just random traffic, random cars just breaking for no reason, pretty much. Um, like, they have players that, like, they their offense shouldn't be about, it shouldn't be about offense, but the reason it's bad is they don't have the right spacing. They don't have guys that could, that are on the floor that can that can space the floor even when Anthony Davis is on the on the court maybe even almost especially when Anthony Davis is on the court this guy's in my blind spots sorry to bring you into my driving drama but people are just making me mad all right back at it so and I'm leaving that, in the, leaving that in the podcast. When you hear that, don't think that I forgot to edit it. I'm just leaving that in there. Um, <laughs> so the Lakers, like the, what I'm trying to say is their offense, they have players on players that can contribute to a good offense. However, they don't have the guys that can space the floor well, well enough. And then on the other end of the floor, they don't have guys that can play defense on top of that. So it's just a... Uh, a bad situation all around, and and I don't have very very high expectations. I mean, if Anthony Davis comes back, that will leave us with a little bit of hope that the Lakers can at least close the season out with some wins, not get booted out of the playing tournament, and then have a chance to come back. I'm I mean, Anthony Davis sprained his ankle. I get that you can sprain your ankle pretty bad. I and I hate to think think of the worst of a situation but I have a hard time thinking that someone's out this long with an ankle sprain either the injury is worse or he's sitting out so that with the assumption that the Lakers will be in the playing tournament no matter what and so he'll be as fresh as possible I'm assuming it's the latter I don't think it's worse than they've let on I think he's just sitting out because like what why risk getting hurt again or why you know I mean he should come back at least a handful of games before the playing tournament starts so that we can get the guys back on the floor build up a little bit of a rapport and chemistry or whatever but I just have a hard time thinking that he's been out for almost a month with a sprained ankle unless he's milking it on purpose just to try and get a little more rest and and all that stuff but at this point like what does it matter Lakers aren't making a championship run they might make the playoffs if they're lucky that's that's about it I mean I don't see the Lakers beating at this point if the Lakers get in they're getting in as the eighth seed I don't see them beating the Suns who will be the one seed if anything it just will add to the the reasoning for why us Lakers fans don't like the Suns, right? It's just another era of the Lakers losing to the Suns, which is is no fun. I'd rather just skip that part. Like, I already don't like the Suns that much anyway, right? Like, 
I might as well. I might have just from like the previous stuff with Steve Nash and stuff. It's just like, and being a, a division rival and all that stuff. Like, right? It's like, I'm already not a huge Suns fan. Like, yeah, Devin Booker's cool. Chris Paul can be cool. He can also be annoying at times. DeAndre Ayton's cool. Like, the players are fine, but the team itself, like the franchise, not a big fan of it, right? So, we can, Lakers can make the playoffs and they can lose to the Suns in the first round and add to my reasoning for not liking the Suns franchise just because the Lakers keep losing to them. Um, or we can just miss the playoffs altogether and don't have to worry about it and we can end this. It's like it's almost like a mercy killing. I'd rather just end it now. Although, I mean, it would be, I mean, you want to see your team in the playoffs and all that stuff. But I get it. I'm just being um, just dramatic and and all that stuff. It just, it's a, it's a crappy situation where if the Lakers make it, you're ine- it's inevitable they're going to lose. But if they don't make it, then you have to hear everyone talk about how the Lakers can't make the playoffs and all that stuff. Which I mean, they they basically can't. So the playing tournament is a. It's funny because last season LeBron was was like talking crap about the playing tournament and. He's like, who, who, who made this decision? They should get fired or whatever. Which, like, which is how we all felt because the Lakers were the seventh seed and they saw the play, the Warriors to get in to the seventh seed. And then this season, it's like, all right, playing tournament is saving, saving us. If it wasn't for playing tournament, we'd be done, we'd be toast. So, and it allows the Lakers to play games without having to worry about winning to get to the 8th seed. Like, we still need to win so that we don't drop down to the 10th seed at this point. But, or sorry, drop down to the 11th seed. But, um, at this point, like, we, you know, we don't, it's like, we don't, we have to, we have to win games, but we don't have to worry about, like, fighting to get to the 8th seed. Which, you know, maybe that's nice. For the players, who knows? I, it would just be nice to see some effort. Even like watching last night's game against the, the Timberwolves, it's just like there's one play, and this is only one play, but still, it's indicative of how the Lakers have been playing for this entire season. And it, it just shows there's, there's never been a sense of urgency in this on this team. They've never, they just never cared. And maybe that's what happens when you have a, a team full of veterans, but. There was a play where Minnesota shot the ball. I think it was a three-pointer. Missed it. Missed it pretty bad. Carmelo Anthony, and I forget who else was down there, but there was two Lakers players. One of them was Carmelo Anthony. We're just watching the ball, waiting for it to drop. It did basically drop right in their laps, but they didn't bother to look to box out or look to see if there was anyone around. And a Minnesota player just slipped right in, took the ball right in front of, right out of Anthony, or, Right out, right out of Carmelo Anthony's lap and put in a layup. And it's like those types of second chance points, the, the no effort given second chance points that teams are getting against the Lakers is probably the worst part of this season. That and the, the lack of just defense, defensive effort. Because those things are all within the Lakers' control. Like, that's all you have to do to fix that is care. And they don't even do that. So it's like, why why should we as fans care about this team? 
right? Why should we as fans care to put in our time and our, our, you know, effort for those of us that do podcasts or whatever to talk about this Lakers team that doesn't care to do their job themselves? And I get, like, we're fans and, like, it's different, but still, like, that's the point. If there were no fans, there would be no money in the NBA or pro sports at all, right? So let's let's you know let's put some effort in that that should be the easy that's the easy fix and they can't even do that and like like i said maybe that's what happens when you have a team full of veterans where they just can't be paid enough to care about the regular season and they've done that so much to the point where they might not even make the playoffs that's the whole thing right with with veteran players they're always like let's coast in the regular season until we make the playoffs, and then we turn it on in the playoffs. That's been LeBron's thing. That's been, I mean, kind of Carmelo's thing. It's been a little different for him because he hasn't been at the level of as Le, level of LeBron at an older age. But like, that's the vibe that's being sent out by the Lakers. We don't give a crap about the regular season. We'll turn it on in the playoffs. And now they find themselves in a hole where they they. Well, first of all, they don't. They still don't. They're still not, still not playing like they care or have urgency, like they need or want to win these games. Like, maybe in the fourth quarter they start to turn it on a little bit and playing better. But you need to see that urgency the entire game. Lakers need to win. Lakers need to win these games. We need to see urgency and and just some sort of passion from start to finish they don't turn it on until there's seven minutes left in the fourth quarter by that point it's too late same thing happened against minnesota last night lakers were down big they did make a comeback they brought it within like two points and then they couldn't finish it lose by 20 and I, again it was only one play but that is that that play i talked about with carmelo and the the rebound and the putback that I mean, that's indicative of the entire season. That is the season in a, in a nutshell. And I, every time I I come on here and I talk about something different every time, right? It's like either the Lakers don't have good enough offense, or the Lakers defense is bad. And now the the sense of urgency and the 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 drive to even care about playing and and do the little things and stuff. Those are those are the three pillars, in my opinion, of why the Lakers have sucked this season. Offensively, a lot of that does have to do with the roster, in my opinion. They just aren't put together well, like I mentioned. Defensively, that's all up to you. I mean, that 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 drives directly into the caring about what you're doing situation, and then the caring overall, right? Just to for the details, to box out, to get rebounds, to not allow second chance points, to you name it, right? To get second chance points to not turn the ball over, things like that. And those are the, those are the three things that have led the, led the Lakers to, to be awful. If the Lakers were really good at defense, but their their offensive spacing wasn't great, they could win games. I mean, look at the the wins the Lakers have gotten against the Jazz this season. They have not been high-scoring games by the NBA standards, but the Lakers have played good defense. They've kept the Jazz to, like, 90 points, and they scored 95 points themselves. You don't have to be... You don't have to have a great offense to be a good team. You need to have 
if you don't have a great offense, you just need to have a, a defense that's better than the other teams that can limit the, the other team's offense, right? Like that's if you don't have a good offense, be really good at defense. That's that should be like the the mentality. But instead, the Lakers are just bad at both, and it screws them. So now the Lakers find themselves 11 games below 500. I saw something that said like the Lakers have now lost more games than even the uh, the 2012 Lakers team, which had Kobe and Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, the team that was like probably it was probably the second most disappointing Lakers team in the recent era after this one. because they were worse so um Lakers continue to struggle it's just it's hard to watch at this point um at this point we're we're on playoff watch will the Lakers make the playoff not even playoff watch but like playing tournament watch will the Lakers make the playing tournament because at this pace they seem to be they seem to be winning one out of every four or five games so at this point the Lakers will find themselves out of the playing tournament pretty quickly if they keep playing that way. If they finish out the next 11 games, two and nine, that's how that's how they've been playing. They're on pace to to do that, and so if that happens, chances are the Lakers. It'll be a miracle if the Lakers even make the playing tournament if they play that well or if they play that badly. If they can pick it up and win some games, you know, I don't know if they're jumping the eighth seed I think it's the Clippers I think they're like four games above I I don't that's just I'm just making that up actually I don't really know um for all intents and purposes the Lakers are if they keep playing the way they're playing they're unlikely to move up if Anthony Davis can come back that would be great but it might be too little too late at this point we'll see I mean at this point if the Lakers if the play if the playing tournament started today the Lakers would be playing the Pelicans who beat them by 30 at, at home at, at, in, in Los Angeles beat the Lakers by 30 so it's not like this, anything's going to be a cakewalk they're going to have to beat the, the Pelicans who beat them by 30 and then they would have to beat um, maybe the Clippers who the Lakers haven't beat all season uh, who knows? It, it's just it's a it's been a rough. I haven't even looked to see who's in the seventh seed right now because I just imagine. <laughs> I just like do, haven't even thought about the Lakers even having a chance to to play for the eighth seed. So, anyways, the Lakers, it's rough. Um, if you haven't started watching Winning Time on HBO, it might be the time to start doing that now. There's only two episodes. They come out comes out weekly, so it's not like it's a ton of content you can just bury yourself in. But it's something. Maybe you start watching that if you haven't started watching, or if you're sick of watching the Lakers. It's been good so far. Two episodes in, I, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Um, it's uh the Lakers. Man, I don't even know what else to say about them. It's every game seems to be the same at this point nothing's improving nothing's really changing it's more of the same LeBron's playing well for the most part um he only had 19 last night against Minnesota but he had 30 the game before that against Toronto uh he you know he's been playing at a pretty high level this season which is impressive for his age 
Um, but overall, the Lakers just can't piece it together. Russell Westbrook, it's funny. It's just funny to me that the Lakers traded for, for Russell Westbrook to have a quote-unquote big three so that they could deal with injuries because last season the Lakers had injuries with LeBron and Anthony Davis and Rob Palenka wanted to bring in another guy, another superstar that could hold, th- hold things down or help hold things down if one or two, if either LeBron or Anthony Davis or both got hurt. And that just that has happened this season, and it's probably screwed the Lakers. The Lakers would have been better off if Russell Westbrook was the one guy that got hurt, probably. But instead, Anthony Davis got hurt. It's been LeBron and Russell Westbrook, and things just don't work. They, things haven't worked out. It's still it will baffle me to the day I die, till the day I die, as to what the Lakers saw in Russell Westbrook and why they want to trade for him. It's not like he was playing like he he had some good games again when he played for the Wizards. You know he scored. 30 plus points a few times but the team didn't go to the playoffs we saw them the season before that when he was on the Rockets in the playoffs and he sucked so it'll it will baffle me I would love to hear an explanation as to why the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook I I'm sure I won't hear a true answer at least and it will haunt me for the rest of my life I'm just kidding it'll haunt me for a while though until I can get over this season. But honestly, it'll be easy to get over this season because I'll just do whatever I can to try and move on, especially if the Lakers trade Russell Westbrook in the in the offseason, which it sounds like they're going to be doing. And like I said before, at this point, the Lakers should look into trading everybody. Nobody should be off the table. I'm sure they won't look into trades for LeBron James, but they definitely should. And if you've heard, if you listen to my podcast before, you've heard me say it before. The whole LeBron trading LeBron thing. So it's not. This isn't like a new thing. I'm just reiterating the fact that like LeBron's playing at a high level right now. There would be a team that would be happy to have him. Lakers, let's get some assets back. Let's get some young guys back. Let's trade for someone. I'm not saying Jason Tatum, but someone like Jason Tatum, a young guy that's playing at a high level. Let's let's even someone that's in their like late 20s early 30s right like maybe not young young but like like a Jimmy Butler or something right like let's look into doing something like that like I don't I don't know that that's the answer to win a championship because the Lakers like LeBron has been to so many championships he's been like the common denominator the common denominator when it comes to and the final NBA Finals appearances for the last like 15 years, but at the same time, get out while you can. It's like it's not going to keep going up. We know that in terms of his abilities, he's getting older. He's he's playing at a high level now. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying that he's not valuable. Actually, what I'm saying is he is valuable. A team would want to trade for him. If the Lakers are going to blow it up by trading Russell Westbrook, if they're going to look into Anthony, trades for Anthony Davis, which I've heard they will be looking into, LeBron shouldn't be off the table either. Again, unless he has like a no-trade clause and, and all that stuff. I know it looks bad, but at this point, after what LeBron has said about not knowing his future in Los Angeles and wanting to play with his son and, and all this, all these things, right? It's like he's not committed. Like he's not a hundred percent committed to the Lakers, and why would he be? He came. He moved to Los Angeles for his family. He didn't. He didn't move here because he wanted to play for the Lakers. I mean, like he could have 
chosen to play for the Clippers, right? So, like, he did want to play for the Lakers in some sense, but the move to Los Angeles was for his business, for his, his movies and entertainment business, and for his family. So, it's not like he's fully committed to the Lakers, and again, I'm not expecting him to be, but the Lakers shouldn't be blind in this. Like, the Lakers are an organization. They screwed themselves over with and I'm being harsh about this because it's just true, but they they screwed themselves over with Kobe in his last few seasons by giving him a major, a giant contract for a guy that was injured and and slowing down and just not the same player. And they said they do it because they take care of their guys, they take care of their stars. I get it, and that might be appealing to players but also at the same time it's just dumb from a business standpoint don't 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 do that again Lakers don't be dumb again when it comes to like paying aging stars and like I know LeBron brings a benefit outside of just his basketball talent right like he's a he's a He's a genius when it comes to NBA basketball IQ and seeing things and knowing things and remembering plays from other teams. And it's just, I'm sure more will come out as he gets closer to retiring. But the stories I've heard so far are pretty incredible. So having him around is still going to be beneficial. It's not like his, his playing abilities is the only thing, but it is the biggest thing still. So... In that sense, it's something to consider if you're the Lakers, but it's also something that shouldn't hold too much weight in comparison to his talent on on the floor. So, again, that's just more looking ahead to the offseason really quickly, but for, for what's left this season, the Lakers still do have some tough games ahead. They play the Sixers. I think they might play the Warriors and the Suns again, maybe. And they all, but they do also have some quote unquote easier games. So it's hard to say what the Lakers are going to do because, like I've said before, the Lakers could lose to any team in the NBA this season. They pretty much have. They, I don't think they lost to the Magic, but they almost did. And they lost to the Rockets, who are the worst team in the West. They lost to the Thunder. You know, they've lost to a lot of bad teams. So. No game is a for sure lock-in. I, I say easy in terms of like the teams are worse, but it doesn't mean it's going to be an easy win for the Lakers. So it'll be inter- interesting to see how the Lakers do to close out the season. The pace that they've been playing, like this is the point in the season where I thought the Lakers were going to turn it up and like show us like, like oh wow, like the Lakers can, they can play basketball. They do put in some effort. They can play defense. They can do this. This is the point in the season where I thought they were going to do that, and they haven't done that. So I don't feel too confident that the Lakers will, unless Anthony Davis comes back soonish and can help the Lakers turn it on a little bit more. But I uh, I don't feel too confident. I mean, I feel like the Lakers can make the play-in tournament. I feel like they, they, they're pretty likely to make the play-in tournament, I think. But from there, it's it's any anyone's guess is is as good as mine. So 
we'll see how the Lakers can do to close the season out. I am hopeful they can turn things on and, and get it going, but again, at the pace they've been playing, it's like one win every three or four games. It's not going to get it done if that's the case, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I I appreciate if anyone for for those of you that have list, have been listening still, I really appreciate it. The the season most if you're unless you're a diehard Lakers fan, you're most likely not watching the games anymore. And and I get it. I I feel you, but. Uh, for those of you that are still still watching and still listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. If you, again, if you've enjoyed the podcast this season, if you're new this season, or if you've been listening since I started a couple seasons ago, um, and you haven't rated and reviewed my podcast, please do so on Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review there. You can also rate the podcast on Spotify. You can give it uh, stars. You don't have to do a review, but you just give it you know up to five stars if you've liked it. Um, give me whatever rating you think. I, you know, again, I'm not a professional podcaster. I do this more just as a hobby for fun. I like talking about the Lakers. I need something to do at least once a week on my drive to work. So um, it's a it's a fun way to fill the time and whatnot. So I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the support from those of you that that support the podcast and whatnot. So again, if you if you've enjoyed it, rate and review Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, share it on social media, share with your friends, um, interact with me on social media. You know, it's been a, it's been a tough season. You know, this is the point in the season where you go on Twitter and you see Lakers fans either coming together in the misery or fighting with each other because, you know, they're a Russell Westbrook fan or, uh, whatever. And who knows the Lakers, the Lakers nation is, is massive. So there's a lot of people that come to it with different perspectives, which is one thing that I really like about it. We're not just Lakers fans aren't just blindly following and liking the Lakers. Like they they like the Lakers and they they come with different perspectives. They come from different areas. They're not all just from Los Angeles or even just from California for that matter. So it's it's a it's a fun community to be a part of. It's it does get intense at times and there's a lot of you guys there's a lot of Lakers Lakers fans out there. So, um, I, again, I, all that being said, I love interacting and, and hearing your, your guys' perspectives on the Lakers and whatnot. And uh, I want to hear more. So, so share the podcast with your friends, any other Lakers fans you might know. Share it on social media. Um, and, uh, again, I, just th- I thank you guys so much for listening this season. And go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Go Lakers!